Welcome back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back on the block. And I had someone tap in on the Sauter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. And it was a great question, so I want to make sure that I address it. Drizzlefish says, do you have any good Coach Jeff Smith stories? I believe that he was on the staff during your time at Nebraska. That is absolutely true. Um, Still no Jeff. Great coach. Great uh, individual coach at Southeast as well. Had a good run there. Um... So uh, just quick, quick one. It's not a funny story, but it's a it's a it's a great story because it's it's one that kind of changed my situation. But we're going to also as soon as I answer it, we're going to have Steve Sipple joining us on the Honda Lincoln hotline as well as we um, are going to tap in with him. Um, Go ahead and bring Sip in because Sip will probably want to hear this. Um, So one of the stories, and I don't know if I've ever shared this with Sip. Let me say hi to you first. Sip, what's up, man? How are you? Thank you for joining us on the block. Yeah, good to be on the block with you, Eric and Austin. Um, I'm, I'm, I am interested to hear your Jeff Smith story, so have at it. Yeah, so what ended up happening was um, we were going through a rough rough stretch, and Sip would be very – that's why I wanted him to you know, tap in and – and hear it because you know I think we started off like eleven and one, and then all of a sudden it just it just like the wheels fell off, and uh, we were probably the second or third best team in the Big Eight at that time, and we were constantly I was on the starting lineup, but we were constantly getting beat by the second team. I mean, it was those guys were working us over. Tom Wall, Badge, um, Chad Ideas. Markowski, those guys were just working us over. And and it was just so frustrating because I'm just so competitive. And I literally took my shirt off after we had gotten beaten so much. And I said, um, I I said, I don't want to. And I, you know, I would have we would have had to dump it if I would have said what I what I said then. But um, I don't want to play with you guys ever again. You're a bunch of losers or something I don't know I can't remember exactly (laughs) but I was literally walking off the court I took my shirt off and I was going to the locker room I was done um because I had options at that time I could have went and did something else and it, it just wasn't fun to me anymore and Jeff Smith met me in the hall and had a real good conversation with me about what quitting means not necessarily it was a life it was a life you know, answer to me. And I can't tell you specifically because part of me was still angry, but I know it was a life changing answer that helped me to understand my situation. Sip. And, and I returned and, and look what ended up happening. We ended up winning it in it. So, um, that's a good Jeff Smith story, uh, drizzle fish that, uh, he helped to change the trajectory of what could have been my career. That's a really good story. I mean, it's, it's easy to walk. I mean, it is, sometimes a little too easy to walk away um, and we've made it we've made it pretty easy to walk away in this world but not uh, but that was good I mean that's a great no that's a great story and it's also interesting to hear that was the second team yeah that, that those guys you rattled off Wald and Ideas and Markowski and Badgett it's a good second team now I mean that's why you guys were good they had good good teams then yeah Sip, 
Let's get into a little bit of recruiting. Let's get into a little bit of, uh, obviously, uh, the Huskers are going to uh, touch the hardwood. Both the women, the women are are going to be on the road. The men are going to be at home um, on tomorrow. So based on recruiting, Mm -hmm. your honesty, has the rule and the rule changes that have gone on in Husker football has that met your expectation? Has it gone beyond your expectation? Do you think still there's more dominoes to fall? Uh, but how do you feel about the trajectory of what they've done so far uh, into what they're trying to establish in a long play for Husker football? Well, it's real early, and so you don't. I try not to. I try not to be too stringent, Eric, in any judgments. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's so early. Yeah, but. But having said that, the the recruiting operation is impressive. Rule is a very, oh, I mean, active. He's hands on. He's high energy. It's all what I kind of expected, but it's nice to see it play out. Um, it is a very competitive. It's a hotly competitive staff in terms of recruiting. And Rule, you know, obviously starts at the top. He establishes that sort of culture. Uh, I'm 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 impressed. I mean, there's been setbacks. I mean, that, you know, Walter Rouse obviously was a setback. Losing Micah Mazuka was a setback. I mean, there's those. You're going to have those. But I'd say, by and large, it's hard not to be impressed. Um, it really is with the operation. And I, and I, I, give, a, I give a big tip of the captain, Vince Ginta, too, who's the head of the recruiting operation. And the one thing I'd add, Eric, before we go on is Vince Ginta. You know, he's done this under pretty tough circumstances in that he's a holdover. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's a holdover from the from Scott Frost staff. Um, probably doesn't know exactly exactly what his future is, and yet he's led this operation. I'm full of admiration for people like that. Um, that that keep grinding, not sure exactly what's going to happen, but work hard anyway. Steve, you talk about Matt Rule and his his energy that he's brought. In your estimation, how big a factor was Matt Rule in getting not just one, but two receivers and Xavier Betts and Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda back on this Nebraska roster at a position where they did get a couple guys out of the portal, but you don't really know what you have? Yeah, Austin, um, I mean, he had to play a large role. He had to sign off on it. I mean, he, right. Those are really. I mean, those are really interesting. I'll call them pickups. Um, and I think they both probably, especially Xavier. I mean, he has work to do. Um, before you can say, okay, he's going to be a major factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and I think some of it, Austin, is just it's il- it's illustrative of. The need. It, this is a need. Much of these discussions are about need, and they need those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't need receivers as badly as Nebraska needs them, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if both those guys would be in the picture. But the fact is, they do need them. And the fact is, and I, you know, I don't, I don't like to sound cliche. I try to avoid it. But if you put like, and I don't, you know, Austin, you work with a with one of the toughest competitors, and I don't mind saying this in front of Eric, I hope it's not embarrassing, one of the toughest competitors I've ever seen at Nebraska. 
and there's there's been real tough ones. But if you put Eric or Jamal Lords, um, you know, Eric Grant Wistrom, if you put that kind of will, um, that kind of motor, that kind of want to in Xavier Betts, Xavier Betts is going to play in the NFL. Now, that's what you want to see. I, I hope so. that rule, rule um, Garrett McGuire can draw that sort of thing out of them. I'm glad you bring Garrett McGuire up because he's very similar in age to these guys, just a couple of years older, right about that same uh, same age range at the very least. Is that an advantage in this situation, or is this one where this is going to be a lot on you know Matt Rule to not necessarily hold Garrett McGuire's hand but bring Betts and Garcia Castaneda along how they need Really, Really good question, Austin. And, you know, some of these questions that are really good, we just it's impossible for me to answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would – not impossible. Austin, it's, I think it's got to be the position coach, number one. Um, and you can't – I mean, that's, that's, that's the hire. I mean, he's got to do it. And, and I don't want to do it. That's what Garrett wants to do. I, I mean, I haven't talked to him, but I don't – like – at the ticket, Austin, you don't come in there and want everybody that can make concessions for you because you're young. You just want to go do it, right? Correct. Garrett, Garrett McGuire is not going to come in and say, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for this room. You know, these guys, some of them are just about as old as me. And I need a little time. No, I mean, I don't think you hire – Matt Rule's not hiring a guy like that. So it, it'll – McGuire will try to take the bull by the horns on all of it. That's my guess. Sip. Uh, Huskers are going to lace them up. The the women are going to hit the road. The the men are going to lace them up. And uh, they're going to be in Pinnacle Bank Arena against Ohio State. Now, here's the thing. They're going to be okay. shorthanded. They're going to be shorthanded. Yeah. It, is, it is what it is, unfortunately. Uh, but at the end of the day, they still got to try to maintain um, a home, a home uh, advantage. And they're going to have to bring it. Now, with the shortness of that advantage, it's one of their dog positions, one of the guys that's been a heartbeat for them, uh, you know, one of the gritty guys, the dirty work guys that is missing. So what is Nebraska going to have to do? Because right now them and Ohio State are in that bottom tier. Um, in order to get out of the bottom tier, you've got to beat those that are above you. What is Nebraska going to have to do with this game and the rest of the season to make sure that they don't find themselves in that playing game? Well, Sam Griesel, too, that his health is important. Um, obviously, he missed the Purdue game, too. Yeah, hip flexor is not uh, an easy one, Sip. That's that's a tough injury because it's, it's hard to heal. But go ahead. Yeah, okay, well – I just would echo what Fred said, and that is you need multiple guys to step up um, in their absence. And you just got, it's just got to be that mentality. And nobody's got, you know, I'll, I'll use a quote from Barry Alvarez. Okay, Barry, Barry always emphasized this. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you. I mean, nobody. I mean, nobody does generally. Um, they don't care. You, 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 the teams don't care. Help fans often don't care. You're banged up, but you got to keep going. So you need, you know, bench guys like Casey Tomanaga to really step up. Um, not just him. I mean, you need a big man. You need the big man to step up to Blaze Keita, Denham Dawson's big, Jamarcus Lawrence. Those type of guys, they become even that much more important. 
Um, because somebody's got to pick it up. Somebody's got to pick up the slack. It's not easy, though. Jawan Gary and Sam Greasel are tough-minded players. We've said that all. I mean, I don't, I don't need to elaborate. Yeah. We've been talking about that for weeks. They are tough-minded dudes. So you got to make up for it. And, again, nobody cares. I mean, nobody's nobody's going to look at it and say, well, they're without two of their starters. Nah, that's not the way it works. Great stuff, Sip. Um, you know, we're just we're, we're just going to hope for the best. I mean, um, it's tough. It's going to be a tough, tough sledding down this road. Uh, you know, do you feel, though, that um, with the changes that have been made to be able to kind of change a culture in such a short amount of time, do you mm-hmm. think do you think that uh, anything less than getting out of that uh, that playing game finds Fred in trouble? Or do you think, you know, he's done enough this year to potentially give him another run at it no i mean i don't think you can say he's done enough um i don't think he's done enough but yeah i know i mean he's got to try to read trev's mind the i will say this fred i think by and large and i think this is i think you guys would agree you have a good hand on the pulse i think most people would say they want fred to succeed okay Mm -hmm. Um, even at this point, even I think he's 11 and 52 in the Big Ten um, or 11 53. Even even at that point, I still I still think the fan base, by and large, wants him to succeed. That that helps answer the question. Also, what helps answer the question is you got to you know you got to think like Trev, and he and by, by now he can. Um, Trev Alberts wants a team on the floor or on a field that represents the values that he thinks kind of represent the values of Nebraska. This team does. I mean, it, I, you know, I become, I became, and I got to be careful. I, I don't really, I have to stay objective, but it's hard not to sort of get behind these guys when they're playing. Cause they're, cause it's a good, it's a good team. Mm-hmm. Fred talked about their connectivity and, you know, they've had some great moments so far. So I, but Eric, I just don't. I mean, you can't. You, you gotta. You gotta. I'm not saying Fred's in deep trouble, but you can't go on a skid here and get so far out of the Big Ten, so far out of the bubble conversation that you can't recover. I'd watch it. I'm gonna watch it very closely. Good stuff, Sip. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we always love to have you, St- uh, Steve Sippin of the Early Break. You can always find him early in the morning here on 93.7 The Ticket. Sip, man, we appreciate you. On3 is doing wonderful and continue the success that you have there with that group as well. And uh, we look forward to having you again next week, man. Keep up the good work, you two, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. That's that's him. Steve Sipple joining us from Husker Online as well. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with the old school crew with a crossover. Uh, I haven't seen them in the building yet. If not, that's okay. Jay's we here. Still, Jay's uh, here. Don't we've worry. got Jay. We'll definitely talk about this Cowboys game last night and what that means for Tom Brady and stuff like that when we come back after the break. 93.7 The Ticket. We are on the block.